What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Shelton. This show today is brought to you by Cave Social. Cave Social is a marketing agency based out of Los Angeles that can help you generate engagement, build a following all online through your social media content. If you're having trouble with your social media accounts, growing them, head over to cavesocial.com and hit that contact us. Anyways, today on the show, I am sitting with Asha and Jay Farswani. They are a mother and son combo who decided to start their own plant-based snack food company. They have their marquee product, Asha Pops. So we get into really how this company went from a hobby to at farmer's markets to now being in Whole Foods and retailers all throughout the Western United States. So really, really interesting conversation and just cool to see their growth from their kitchen now into Whole Foods and starting their direct-to-consumer sales online. Really, really interesting. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I am sitting down with Jay and Asha Farswani. They are a mother and son duo who started Asha Pops. I'm really excited to talk about this and Asha Superfoods, the company that you guys run under. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. (laughs) So we got the mother-son business combo not something that happens all the time. Walk me through <laughs> walk me through the story of the company, what happened for you guys to get into business together, and then talk to me about the product and really the ideation behind Asha Pops. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, so this is Jay, and uh, your mom and I started working on this about two and a half years ago. And basically, my mom, uh, Asha, grew up eating these pop water lily seeds um, uh, in India. And this was sort of her popcorn, if you will. And, you know, she'd eat them as a snack. And then she started eating them again about three years ago because, you know, when we took her to the, you know, she was having trouble sleeping at night. And so when we took her to the doc, you know, the doctor basically asked her to take uh, magnesium pills because she was deficient in magnesium. And my mom remembered that my grandma used to eat these seeds for the same reason. And, you know, my mother's just never been... Uh, the kind of lady who has, you know, who takes pills unless she absolutely has to. And so she decided to sort of eat these, start eating these seeds again. And she would sort of, you know, um, she made herself the dark chocolate flavor that we sell now. And she would eat them every night because she has a little bit of a sweet tooth as well. And, uh, <laughs> and so she would eat them every night. And, uh, you know, being a mom and then sort of being an Indian mom, she's like, Jay, you know, you got to try these out too. They're way better than popcorn is. You know, they're healthier for you. And so I tried them. I love the fact that a number, you know, it didn't get stuck in my teeth like popcorn does. And number two, you know, as I got older, corn doesn't sit well with me. And so this was corn free and it tasted awesome. You know, with that, I would take them out for my meetings. You know, my friends loved them. I was in venture capital before, so I'd meet a lot of entrepreneurs. And one of them just, I, I offered and he, you know, he took, he started eating them and without realizing he killed the entire bag. And he's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I killed this entire bag, but they're just so damn good. Like your mom has something here. Like you should take it to the farmer's market. In long story short, we started in the farmer's markets here in L.A., pitched our tent on a Saturday morning, and, you know, the response was just phenomenal. I mean, people loved the product, but more importantly, they were really resonating and connecting with Asha. Asha was having a blast, so just all in all, good vibes. I was having a good time, too, and, you know, that started the, the journey of Asha Pops. We launched in stores exactly two years ago, and uh, we're now in Whole Foods, Equinox Gyms, uh, Equinox Hotels, 
and uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a fun journey. Happy to sort of uh, share more. Yeah, it's uh, a story that sounds like the early days of Cliff Bar. If you've ever heard the story about how Cliff Bar was started, where it was uh, a father and mother duo cooking, creating these bars for post bicycle rides, and it went like they went from farmers market and then scaled up. So, talk to me about scaling. You're at the farmers market. You're creating the product yourself. What was that next step to say? Okay, we got to get this packaged. We've got to get it certified. All of those things that will make it, you know, accessible to sell at scale and obviously to list in Whole Foods with Whole Foods regulation. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an interesting process. I don't come from the food industry myself, and so there was a lot of learnings there. Um, but basically, the goal with the farmers markets was to sort of, well, it started off with being sort of a passion project, right? Like my mom was very excited about it, and so we had a good time doing it together on the weekends. But basically, you know, when we did decide to sort of embark on this journey together with Asha Pops. You know, we realized that we needed to get as much feedback as possible from our customers, from our Asha Pops fam. And so the farmer's markets were a great way to do so. You know, we started off with four flavors, um, out of, actually five flavors, out of which three, you know, did not resonate as well as we thought we would with our customers. So we took their feedback and, you know, basically came up with the four flavors that we have now. And so it was awesome for sort of, sort of testing our product and figuring out what, you know, where product market fit would lie. And so we started off with sort of just off the shelf bags and labels that we would print from our local printers and use that to sort of launch in our national food stores, the independents, the smaller stores, like one or two locations. Again, just to demo, get as much feedback, not just on the product taste, but also on what do our customers care about? Like, why do they love our product? Like, why are they eating it? When are they eating it? Right. And then from a design perspective for our labels as well, or what's resonating from, you know, with the design, like what's making them want to buy it off the shelf when we're not around and what's causing confusion, right? Like, is there too much going on? And, and so basically figuring out that messaging. And so once we went from there, we did a lot of, you know, physical demos. Our goal has been to sort of focus on the grassroots. So we did a lot of demos, a lot of events. And so we've always been in front of our Asha Pops fan. You know, they talk to us and give us amazing feedback. And so we'd incorporate that into our labels, into our product. And once we found that in general, like, you know, we had sort of reached sort of a steady state on our product and our packaging at that point, we then decided to do two things. Number one, move from, you know, sticking labels to our packaging to getting a digitally printed pouch, which was a big step for us. And number two, from a product perspective also, there was a lot of learnings on how to sort of, you know, scale up our production so that we could continue to make it in small batches so we don't compromise quality, but at the same time, you know, in a, in a more speedy fashion that allowed us to sort of deliver on store orders as they came in. There's a lot of things that went into it, but I'd say that it's just been a step-by-step process. The Lord has been kind, you know, he's sent his angels uh, who have taught us along the way and been amazing mentors, uh, not just our Asha Pops customers, but also just well-wishers, uh, just so many of them. And then, you know, basically just being open to feedback from our retail partners as well. I remember the first independent store we walked into, uh, you know, I, I showed up with a with basically a bag of our seeds and he's like, well, where's the UPC code? I'm like, oh, what is the UPC code? He's like, well, where's the, you know, do you have insurance? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm applying for that right now. I'm like, which insurance should I get? And, you know, he was super nice and he, you know, he took the time. And so we've just been learning, you know, I think the key was to just ask questions and the Lord will provide the answers. A hundred percent. Now, Asha, how does it feel to see something, this food that you grew up and you had, and now you're seeing people post photos that you maybe have never met and they're eating food, you know, that you created? How does that feel? Oh my God, it's so great, you know, because all my life I've been housewife. So, the, and I always wanted to do, to, 
with to share with people something but i didn't know what you know and when this happened i that's why first thing i wanted to go is in farmers market capture people's first expression to see you know how they feel you know and that is to give me so much satisfaction and you know the, the world has become so small america is like an ocean why not bring something good which you have experienced in past and share with uh, people here you know so that's a very satisfying uh, experience you know very cool. And like you said, you're able to see that immediate feedback when you see people bite into it at the farmer's market. And then now they're able to share things on social. Talk to me about the growth strategy now. How do you guys balance direct to consumer versus getting into more retailers from a strategy standpoint? Yeah. So historically, we were primarily retail focused. And that was for two reasons. Uh, number one, this is such a new category that we're creating that education was important and trial was important. And so retail, we thought, was the best way to sort of drive that trial. And uh, I'd say 80% of our business used to be retail with 20% online. And online was basically our website and Amazon. But as the category has grown, there's been more awareness and time has gone on. We realize that there's definitely a big demand from the online perspective, just because we've had a lot of customers and Oshkosh fans tell us, like, you know, initially as well, they tell us like, All right, you know, it's great that we're finding you in the store, but I don't want to have to keep coming to the store to buy your stuff. So just get a website up already so we can buy it online. And so we got a lot of pull from our customers to say, listen, we want to buy this online. And that sort of started that online movement. But with everything that's going on as well, We've just seen a natural progression and switch in our revenue mix from retail to online. And so the way we think about it now is that retail is still an important piece for us because it helps drive trial. People are, you know, especially with food, people still go to their grocery store and like to pick up, you know, their favorite bag of snacks, in this case, Asha Pops. But the online piece helps with, number one, discovery nationwide, right? You're not limited to your regions when it comes to uh, retailer um, presence. Uh, and number two, it's also given that our snacks are so light, you know, it just makes sense for us to be able to ship this online. And so we're starting to test and use digital marketing to, to sort of further reach out to customers outside of our core regions. So I'd say that we start off with an 80-20 mix retail to online. We're now at about 60-40 and, you know, we're hoping to get that up to 50-50 at least. Very cool. And, and like you said, it's one of those things where when you shift online, your exposure to a new audience and to people that you may never even have known that were part of your community are following you. But, you know, somebody who's yeah. in Chicago or Nebraska or anything now can really experience that flavor and it can be brought to their door, you know, with a plant-based snack. And we see that movement Absolutely. moving so, so much. And one of the things we see moving is, especially when it comes to food, we're seeing really the birth of uh, the flexitarian right? The person who's trying to incorporate more plant-based into their plant-based foods into their life. Talk to me about how this trend, trend and specifically, you know, documentaries, everything. How have you seen the trend affect your business and that trend being towards more plant-based food? Has it been overwhelming or has the growth just been steady? Could you really attach the growth to the micro movements you're doing? Or do you think it's a rising tide is also raising all ships? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I I'd say rising tide is raising all ships. I'm sure there's these micro movements that are happening that are helping us, but uh, you know, sitting where we're at, it's hard to sometimes tell. But I will say that you know we've always you know putting my my venture capital hat on. I was always about you know 
focusing on our early adopters, our first 100 customers. Why do they like us? And for us, in our case, a lot of them were plant-based. A lot of our initial customers were plant-based or vegan. And so we have started with that group and slowly started to branch out. I think our Asha Pops are on trend in that sense, and that's definitely helping us. But it's kind of challenging to sort of attribute to specific dietary movements. Uh, For us, the plant-based one has definitely been a big driver, number one. Number two has also been the fact that our our snacks are allergen-free. And I think that's also been super big, especially those that are trying to sort of get away from corn and gluten. So I think it's the plant-based, the corn-free, the gluten-free customers that really love us. And then as we start to grow online, especially nationwide, we're starting to sort of find other specific you know, movements as well that, that sort of tend to like our product. Uh, an example being sort of the diabetic crowd or the people that are looking for no or low sugar products because we don't put any sugar at all in our, in our snacks. And so that's been a learning process for us as well. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, when you're building this product, not only do you need to build a culture, you know, as you start to expand your team and the product and what have you, but talk to me about building community. And it sounds like from the early days in the farmer's market to now bringing, you know, that tight knitness that comes along with things like the farmer's market online. What strategies are you guys implementing to really build and foster community amongst your customers online? Yeah, community is extremely important for us. You know, we started uh, we started on from a you know on a grassroots physical level, right in person, uh, and those early events, demos at our stores, demos at fitness centers, you know, plant based uh, festivals, really helped build our initial community. And through that, uh, you know, you know, everything spread through word of mouth. We didn't spend a single dollar in marketing because a lot of it was word of, you know word of mouth, and we're grateful for that. Now, when it comes to online, I think what's really helped with us is social media channels. So like Instagram and Facebook, specifically Instagram has really helped us with sort of building that community because, you know, a lot of our initial customers and even now, even the new ones that find us online tend to, you know, try our product. They love the, they love the taste, they love the story and they love the quality. And so then they'll share it on Instagram and that just sort of tends to build out. And so I think it's just a, it's a cumulative flywheel effect, but if I had to sort of if I had to answer your question for the online channels, then I'd say it's, it's you know, Instagram that has been instrumental for us. Uh, number one. Number two, I think, you know, the what I've mentioned so far are the tangible pieces, right? The, the tangible pieces of taste, uh, you know, the functional benefits and packaging and, you know, all, so on and so forth, which are all valid components. But I think the key part to community is to sort of connect and the connection happens on an emotional level. And so for us at Asha Pops, the goal is to sort of be able to communicate good energy, high energy positive energy and you know uh, mom takes full credit for that i think she's in she epitomizes that sort of energy and and we've had a lot of customers tell us that we feel good energy when we eat asha pops and to us that's the highest compliment ever and i think that energy is what resonates and sort of spreads far apart and that's the glue that binds the community together if i had to pick something unreal i I love that no that that is so powerful so what's next for you guys at asha pops so for us, you know, the vision for Asha Pops was to um, basically bring Ayurvedic foods. And for those that may have not heard of, heard of Ayurveda, Ayurveda is the Indian, is the ancient Indian holistic science that sort of uh, talks about what you should eat and how you should take care of your body in terms of exercise based on your specific body type. And Ayurveda has three different uh, doshas that they categorize bodies into. And so for us, the vision has always been to sort of bring Ayurvedic foods, snacks, drinks that mom grew up eating 
to America that she doesn't see in the U.S. And so we're, we started off with our pop water lily seeds. But as the time goes on, the vision is to sort of, you know, expand that platform out to other products that, that she likes to, that she wants to bring to the fore. And, you know, she's just, she has like a crazy amount of ideas. And so every day she's like, oh my God, we should do this. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, there's only so many hours in the day. So let's do this first. And then we'll start to expand out. So she's, she's ready to get it going. And so for, for us, you know, the, What's next for us is to sort of expand our online channel, our online distribution, and then start to, uh, you know, add these products and food items that my mom is excited to sort of bring and share to our Hashpops community. That's unreal. I love the story. Now, before I let you guys go, tell everybody where they can learn more about Ashapops if they want to go and, and order some, you know, right after listening to the show. Absolutely. So the best way to get in touch with us is through our website, ashapops.com, spelled as A S H A. POPS.com. We are on Instagram and we am, I am constantly on it. So um, our Instagram handle is Asha Superfoods, spelled as A S H A Superfoods, S U P E R F O O D S. And uh, please feel free to, you know, in terms of retail presence, we're in Whole Foods across Southern California, Nevada, Arizona. We're in a bunch of natural food stores across LA, like Erwan. Rainbow Grocery, San Francisco, and San Francisco. But if you are outside of those regions, then honestly, the best way is to order online. We offer free shipping nationwide straight to your doorstep. You heard it, guys. Head over to Asha Pops and, uh, and, and order some of these. I love the story. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, so Asha and Jay. I appreciate it. Appreciate Thank you it. so much for hosting, my dear. Thank you so much. <laughs> all, uh, all right. That is it for another episode. You guys heard the show. Now hit like, share, subscribe at the bottom of your podcast app. I'm Jordan Shelton, your host, and I'll catch you next time. Um.